Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Mingry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. We are uh, recording um, from the usual home bases. Mingry Nation here in Mingry Nation HQ, MGN HQ, uh, Aldo Avenia in your, your mansion. Uh, Bean Green Den. <laughs> yeah. um, you know? So, uh, you know, we were rec- recovering from a long weekend. We involved laser tag. Uh, losing thirty dollars—that was me. I lost thirty dollars, <laughs> and uh, and good times. We had a good time. I, I think uh, overall, I remember the weekend as a good time, but for the football game. Is that about how you sum it up? Yeah, I mean, if if you recall, on one round I got first place, and then the <laughs> next round you got first place. <laughs> Basically, uh, we the dads dominated on the kids in laser yeah, tag. Yeah. Here's a note, Larry's attack. If you find yourself doing like you know barrel rolls, just rolling on the ground, popping up, and then sprinting through while there are children younger than you know seven out there, maybe reevaluate things. I don't know. Maybe you need to go play uh, paintball or something like that. You know, don't pay. Uh, but anyway, that and, guy and lost. You yourself is forty something years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the guy was uh, he was an ancient, and yet he was taking it very seriously. Uh, and he lost. I beat him. Uh, you know, I sniped him out. <laughs> um, all right, so back to the task at hand. All right, North Texas, we lost, right? North Texas peoples, we care about North Texas. We went to the game. I was feeling good. You might recall, but the, on the on the game day podcast, I was like, yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I could see us winning. I could see it. And uh, you know, it turns out I need glasses or contacts or you, you know, it's pretty confident that morning. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it was it's without good reason. You know, within the, within, within like the realm of possibility, North Texas doing, pulling an upset was in there, right? It was not unreasonable to assume or even to project. Um, So I feel like, you know, the the top level highlight is that I feel like they underperformed, right? Um, They could have done better, you know, and, you know, it's everybody, coaches, players, game day ops crew, apparently people couldn't park someplace. Maybe I, I found out, come to find out, uh, Aldo, you stole people's parking pass, I guess. Because uh, they were like, that well, we, we, Sorry, guys. <laughs> we oversold the blue lots. I, that's what I heard all these things. I didn't really uh, have that bad of experience there. I, I, a lot of people, I was, I was sort of surprised to find that the parking situation was bad. People couldn't get their season tickets. They couldn't get scanned in or something like that. I don't know. What stories have you heard from, from that side of things? Yeah, I was surprised to see some of those stories. I, th- I think we saw the same things where people were try- having a hard time either um, getting to the lot because there was such a l- delay, uh, probably caused by the people that weren't getting their, their parking passes. Um, you know, obviously we didn't have that issue. Uh, and we got there with enough time to not really be in a line for, for a while. I mean, when we got there, the game day experience for us seemed pr- fairly normal to get in. So I feel bad for those that, that had issues. Yeah, um, our experience is that we got in, uh, we parked, there was plenty of parking spaces, we saw, you know, people that we know, uh, or that know us, we hung out with them, we made it to the Alumni Pavilion, it was fine, there was plenty of food there, there was plenty of seats, you know, there's nothing crazy, we went to the, into the stadium, we got scanned in, we found our seats, no big deal, it was fine. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, unfortunate to find that, you know, people had some bad game day experiences, but... Can't control that. Uh, at least I don't. They sent out a survey, so if you have complaints, fill out that survey, and I don't think Ren Baker will take care of it personally or something. For sure. And, and it was it was nice that there were so many people there uh, yeah. causing those delays. Well, I heard, I saw that it was 25,000 was the official attendance. But I don't know, did it feel like 25,000? Uh, it felt almost a little bit more than that. Because uh, I've been there for, for games that have, you know, the LaTeX games, the Army games, and, yeah. and I've been there when there's 10 people there. <laughs> and it felt pretty full. It felt good. Yeah. I mean, it was a good crowd. I, I, I'm i not surprised if it turns out that some people were turned away or, or turned off by the heat. It was kind of a hot day. And, I mean, look, let's be honest. North Texas is not really a hot commodity right now, right? We're not coming off in a fantastic season. In fact, we had a five-game win streak, beat a, a top 25 team in UTSA. But then we fell flat, flatter than flat in the bowl game. And I think that didn't really get people excited. And also we're like, hey, you know that quarterback that didn't do so well that made us turn into a run team? He's going to be the starter again. Is everybody excited? Yeah, so, you know, 
Yeah, clap your hands. <laughs> uh, whether you like it or not, uh, a lot of people are football casuals, and you know you got to sell them something kind of sexy, right? You can't be like, "Hey, we got we, we." You can't be like, "We have the same guy that was here last time." You're like, "Well, are they gonna be good?" You're like, "Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> probably not." And then you're like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm not gonna show up." Yeah, you got to spend like the oldest uh, or one of the oldest. Um, guys in the in the country and <laughs> and he still has another year of eligibility left he, uh, he play at 30 he you know? he'd be older yeah. than his professors you know <laughs> <laughs> he played for the yankees or drafted by the yankees i should say yeah he could have been teammates with a rod that's how old he is this guy <laughs> uh all right so you know uh I, I rewatched the game you know during some of the more boring moments of my work day today i turned it on it was my fubo tv i saw that tom herman was the was the guy. Tom Herman is a very bad broadcaster. He's not very good. He missed his cues a lot. Uh, he missed it. He kind of over-talked and, and, and under-talked. He's not a good broadcaster. Uh, he's maybe not a good person, but maybe he's a good coach. I don't know. He thought that Asanani, you know, did some good things out there, but I think he was just kind of being nice. Uh, he also praised the the um, the facilities. He said, they're doing things the right way. Uh you know, watching it there, I did see us. By the way, I saw us in the end zone. I took a screenshot of it. We look like fuzzy people. It's nothing amazing. <laughs> um. Well, back to what what he was saying about it. Us doing the things right. I mean, we're selling liquor out there, right? <laughs> I didn't see any liquor. I didn't. I was I, looking I, to buy. It. I forgot I, to look for it. Yeah, I had my money ready, and I was like, "Mr. Liquor Man, can you please take my money and give me some?" Money? I didn't see it. Maybe it was up in the club seats, right? Maybe that's a perk. Hey, get mm-hmm. some club seats. You know, you take that at a little elevator uh, and become fancy. You come down with the with the peons and, and you get, you know, some regular food. I'll eat a hot dog so I can feel like a commoner. And then you go back up to your, you know, white castle. Um, I mean, those hot, I got to say, though, those hot dogs are pretty good. You know, <laughs> well, sitting yeah. there in that boiling water. Mm. <laughs> Served by a guy with an OU hat on, you know. <laughs> and nothing like an Oklahoma and giving you a hot dog. Um all right, so uh, you know, overall, I felt like we were in it to about halftime, despite the score. Uh, you know, we we didn't really slow them down. We were kind of in the in the thing. We were in it. We got to stop. We we looked like we we're hitting them. You know, I felt like we if we scored, we would have been in it, and then they would have pulled away late, and then we would have been okay with everything. We would have felt all right. I thought Austinani played okay early. He was pretty terrible in that third quarter. Um, I don't want to hold that against them. Uh, Grant Gunnell didn't come in and really light anything on fire. He didn't really change any opinions. Um, you know, he throwing the ground on fire when he threw yeah, he, well, yeah, he's like, We're, I got turf tail up, bloop. We're uh, the whole thing was pretty bad, sort of late, right? Um, everybody felt like it was over. People were leaving. SMU fans were leaving. There's a lot of SMU fans in like Dallas Cowboy gear. Just you know, they don't have SMU gear. They're like, but I got Cowboys gear. I wear that. Strange, unusual to me, but I mean, you know, that's what they did. Um, so that aside, what what were your feelings on it? Yeah, I, I, similar to yours, I think I had some optimism in the first half, where I was like, okay, you know, we've been in it, we've just been unfortunate with some of these turnovers and terrible play calling on that Wildcat, um, but you know, we keep pushing the the SMU defense to um, towards the end zone. We just couldn't capitalize it. If we just keep this up, we can even things out. I, I was pretty optimistic. Yeah, um, I think we did get into scoring position, which is a multiple goal. times. Yep. Um, and I was looking at yeah, I was looking at a little bit of that Houston game where they were trying to score on UTSA. All of a sudden, I got this throat tickle, so I apologize. I'm like fighting it as I'm talking right now, and I could pause the show, but I'm not gonna because I'm a professional. And I can't vamp. I don't know how to vamp. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> Ashley Simpson mode. Um, that's an old reference. So, you know, I was watching them. They, they lined up in, like, power formation, and they tried to score. They tried to score against uh, UTSA, and they got stopped. It was in the overtime, right? I saw it because it was on the recording. Uh, and then they tried to score again. Power formation doesn't work. And then they spread it out. Nate, uh, I want to say Nate Toon. Nate Toon played for us. Kid, this other kid's kid brother tune. Clayton. Yeah, Clayton. He scoots in for a score. And I was thinking about that because, you know, in the super secret Mean Green Nation Slack, 
we're talking about play calling and and like how do you, how do you score like what is uh, you know what could we do what, what are we lacking or, or is it just you know bad luck? Well, what is it um there are a lot of things you could do to try to run the ball better a lot of things that are tried you have limited resources right talent time are a couple of things and then creativity right and your ability to teach all those things in that limited time to limited talent um i thought that once we were unable to score with our best running back, Oscar Attaway, from like the, the two or the three or whatever it was, that was kind of it. That was our chance. If you can score there, you feel good. You know, that. but we had to do more plays. The more plays you have, the more opportunity for mistakes to happen, right? We line up in the Wildcat, sure, but that's another opportunity for a bad snap, right? And some of the frustrating things were, were when when Oscar Attaway was coming up um was the the lack of creativity in the in the play calling you know w- there was a reason that that we marched up uh to the 1 yard line uh ready to score uh but then you know as we got close you know first and goal that creativity went away yeah, and I wonder if they're just like, you know what, let's just go with something simple. Let's not get crazy. We don't want uh, Ani. Like a wildcat. <laughs> well, I think they're like, all right, we're just going to have an extra. I mean, the the benefit of doing the wildcat or the wild mean, mean green, wild eagle, I don't know what they call it, um, is that you have the ball go straight to the dude that's going to run it, so you have an extra blocker out there. The problem is that they kind of know it's coming, right? And, like, it's sort of like, well, we're going to run unless I stop and do, like, a little jump pass. I mean, you're kind of going all in, right? And whatever, it's fine. I, I don't hate that call. I mean, it was just a bad snap. Poor execution. And that's what I'm talking about. It's, like, limited talent. Our best dude, right, 50 straight starts, Manasi Mosa. Good players. Did, you know, he's had a good career. Um, he's He had two false starts, I think, and a bad snap, right? In crucial moments, they killed some drives. I mean, you just call it out, right? I mean, we like to do, we want him to succeed, but uh, he's one of the best guys, and he had, you know, a bad time. Uh, Deshaun Gaddy, one of our team leaders defensively, number one corner out there. He got he got beat. He got beat badly. He got, Pretty you know. soundly, yeah. He, yeah. Like, watching watching them, them in the end zone, him and, uh, well, I guess he was battling Rasheed Rice in the end yeah. zone. Uh, Rice made it look really easy. Yeah, and that's a couple things, right? Their quarterback putting it where only his guy could get it. Their receiver getting to the spot. And Gaddy couldn't really do anything. Yeah, there's nothing that Gaddy could do to to beat Rice, which was, you know, disheartening for sure watching your watching your number best one guy. Yeah, get beat like that. And I mean, so like you you say, all right, coaches, can we help them out? Can we, you know, not let the quarterback just throw to a spot? Can we, you know, disguise the coverages a little bit? Can we do something else? I don't know. And the coach is like, I don't know. I always think about that scene in Batman, um, the 89 Batman. Where he's like, well, you know, look what I have to work with here, you know. It might be just they don't got the options. I mean, yeah, I think that might be it. But, you know, the 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 actual call itself was telegraphed from the sidelines. Uh, the coach gave gave uh, <laughs> QB the nod, and then the QB gave Rishi Rice the nod. It could you know, be, yeah. They, I think one of those signs just said, you know, those little little uh, four squared signs just said, "Throw it to Rice right here." Just an arrow pointed to him. Yeah, <laughs> throw he the ball. His <laughs> hands together. He's like, "Yep, it's coming to me." Pointed to himself. Yeah, I mean, so there was that, and then like I think conversely, right? Because you can't really do anything if the guy's putting in the right spot. Uh, well, you you have a limited number of things you could do can do some things um the other way is uh uh our guys our quarterbacks not really doing the same not really putting it um in the right spots that i think about ani throwing it like 10 yards behind uh i think it was mac i can't remember who it was on that interception it was very it was very off and then i think you and i a couple times on some completed passes i think he hit tommy bush on a little um little dig route uh he was open for a lot longer uh, then, you know, should have been, right? Like, he was open and kind of like, I'm sitting down, I'm waiting for the ball, and Ani's like, I see you. Let me throw it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, he's, he's playing catch, having a catch in the outfield. 
Um, I mean, that's not bad, right? You know, he's a D1 quarterback. He's he's out there throwing touchdown passes, whatever. But I think to get to that next level, you got to find him before he's open. You got to hit him now. And I think that's that's what they're lacking, right? Throw it to him before he's open. And, uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, the anticipation that, that, that a guy like Fine had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then, again, so that's what you said. You're limited in talent, whatever. So all that aside, I thought North Texas underperformed against a team that was better than them. It is disappointing because SMU has been better than them for a while now, right? Yeah, for a long, long time, it it, it feels like. Um, and you're watching SMU cycle through these good coaches, right, after uh, – what's his face left? We got him fired. And, June Jones. Um, June Jones, that's right. Yeah. And they're cycling through these good quarterbacks after, uh, excuse me, uh, cycling through these good head coaches. And well, we you're not are, wrong about the quarterbacks either, right? It's coaches and quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Transfers from other places, uh, and then we're not able to do the same thing. You know, we're excited for for landing a former uh, best player out of Kansas in Jace Reuter. <laughs> um, we're excited about landing. Um, uh, What's his face? Gunner? Yeah. Um, Gunnell. Is what you're talking about? Yeah. Sorry, I'm blanking here. From Coming from Arizona, he was a four-star player. And so it's frustrating to see this the success happen elsewhere, except for North Texas. Yeah, I mean, who they have? They had uh, Mordecai, and then before that, they had the dude from Texas, right? And then before that, they had another guy. They've had dudes. Twice from Texas, I think, right? Shane? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Buschel, and then Garrett... Yeah, I think that yeah, you're right about that one. I forgot about him. Um, they've had dudes. And you know, whether or not they've been great or whatever, but they've been good enough to be bet the best quarterback on the field on game day against North Texas, which is what I care about in this moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. So I mean, that's on the coach, that's on the recruiting staff. It's ultimately on the coach, right? Um it's his job to define what the recruiting team is looking for. Um, it's ultimately his responsibility. You could say, well, you know, that guy didn't do a great job. You hired him, buddy. You know, that was the guy that you, you said, this is my dude. So, um, yeah, that that's why I do put it on Seth Luttrell. I think he did a great job his first four years. Finding Mason Fine was a f- full credit to him. I'll give him 100% credit, even though he got called up, whatever. Getting Graham Harrell in here, uh, that initial staff was very good. Um, they, you know, they got poached a little bit. You got to keep doing it. Like that's part of the job: finding the staff, continuing to find the staff, uh, to find the staff. And for as much credit as he can get for uh, getting Phil Bennett in here to fix the defense last year, um, you know, he deserves full credit for the defense being terrible uh, for getting the guy before him and then keeping on to the guy, or maybe even firing the guy before that. Um, all those changes uh, are is part of the gig. It's it's what you need to do. So you can put the loss on him. It was yet another game where we played an opponent that was better than them, and you didn't close the gap at all. Right? It wasn't. You know what? I don't like playing North Texas because they'll scare you. They'll make it interesting. Um, you know, Seth Trail will always come up with a game plan. It was like, well, we just handle our business. We just do what we do. They'll lay down after a while, and I think we did after the third quarter. Understandably so. We were just trying to run the ball out. You know, we'll just run the ball. Nothing's going to happen. Trying to go home. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it's, it's what we've seen for the past several years of not being able to use that momentum, carry that momentum from those first four years to bring in the right uh, personnel, right coaching staff. Um, he tried, right, with, with – um, the first offensive coordinator after Graham Harrell, uh, I could see what the philosophy was and and trying to gel those uh, transition the the Graham Harrell offense to to that guy, and it just didn't pan out. Uh, whatever, move on. And then after that, uh, <laughs> they played it safe, right? They just went internal um, with with <laughs> yeah. the offensive line coach, which you know is fine, but. You gotta, because the running game has been so great. Uh, I think I think that that's been a big factor out of it. But 
we haven't been able to bring that QB to to make the difference. Not even make the difference, just sustain average uh, <laughs> stats, you know? Yeah, I mean, in a, so we, we've talked about, like, big counting stats, end-of-year stats. You know, it's great. You you had, uh, you know, average 592 yards of offense a game. Um, how much is that when you needed that, right? There wasn't 500 yards being gained when we got stuffed at the line into the Wildcat, forced to kick it, when uh, we did turnover on downs, uh, when we could, couldn't get an inch here, when we couldn't get an inch there. When you get the yards, that matters more. I mean, we talked about this in the positive way, right? Jake Roberts getting catches when they count against UTEP. Um, he caught, like, was it four catches? Uh, all of them were for first downs, and one of them one of them was for a score, and then the others were on third down. You know what I mean? When you catch matters, right? When you get the yards matters. If we had 200 yards, but they were the effective, most important 200 yards that led to touchdowns and amazing, you know, winning plays, it doesn't matter that we got 200 yards, right? They were winning time yards. When it comes to winning time, are we getting yards? You know, is it just, uh, you know, um, garbage time yards or just empty yards in the first quarter? So, you know, there's that. Now, that said, it's basically a bye week next week because we got an FCS school coming in, Texas Southern. Um, it's a feel-good kind of thing. North Texas should run. Like They can basically pick a number of yards that they're going to run for. It's, it, it's happened every time we play like a Texas Southern and, and like literally play in Texas Southern. Uh, I want to say we had like 400 yards rushing last time we played them, 500 yards rushing, something like that. Uh, we had like two guys with 100 yards, maybe even three. It's sort of pick your number, right? It's like, let's give Attaway the ball. He's going to get 110 yards on like 15 carries. Let's get uh, Ragsdale out here. He'll probably break one. You know, and that's good for the morale. Kind of, you know, feel a little bit better. You know, feel a bit better about yourself. Get you some big yards up there. Um, you know, rebuild the relationships with the alumni base. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, everybody show them a great time. Print them out the passes that they want to see. You and, and you know build confidence in your yeah. team yeah. let them gel a little bit because they'll things will slow down against uh, an fcs squad mm -hmm. right where your protection you're able to see a little um just slow time slows down when you're going against lesser talent and that's kind of what happened between smu and unt right yeah. time was slowing down for for smu and they were mm -hmm. able to see the the looks that they wanted Mm -hmm. That's what we want against uh, Texas Southern or whoever we're, pl we're playing. It's Texas uh, Southern. Yeah, it's Southern. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so, I mean, so, you know, I think we, we got to use that. We got to let's blow, you know, let's keep our foot in the gas a little bit longer than we normally would. Maybe we pull away in the like, middle of third quarter. Let's go all the way to the third quarter. You know, let's keep the starters in there for just a little bit longer. I think we need to really build that confidence with everybody uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's been a while since I think we got a good blowout, sort of cathartic win. Uh, probably since the beginning of last year, I think. Is, is that about right? I mean, we uh, blew out UTSA, but I don't know. That that was kind of a different kind of tone, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't the same. I understand what you're saying. Uh, but speaking of starters, who's going to start at quarterback? It's going to be Ani again. I don't see why it wouldn't be Ani. I mean, you know, when you look at the film, I think there's a lot of things that they liked about it. It's... He didn't play poorly until about the third quarter. You know what I mean? But the thing is, he's uh, so limit. He he limits the offense. He limits what you can do, and at least limits what Latrell wants to do. It's not the type of offense that he likes to run. You know, he wants, likes to run those deep hitches. He likes to go vertical and then spread them. Then and also spread them out wide, right? Uh, but right now. What's been what's been the most successful play is probably those those routes by the tight end to to the outside, <laughs> the little, little uh, play action stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you start Ani. Uh, you you commit to the guy still um, for a while, unless you. you know, I mean, if he comes out and throws like two interceptions in, in the, the first quarter, then you make a change. But if it's like ah, he's not hitting them as as well as you should, I don't know. I, like I said, this is the year for the practical North Te North Texas. I, I say you just stick with the guy that's there. We're gonna run him out the building, and that's fine. We need we need that kind of game. Like our run game is good. It's the it's the calling card. We're gonna run him out. Um, I think you 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 throw in some plays that Ani's comfortable with, build his confidence up. 
And you also mix in some other things that you're trying to learn uh, to get better at that you think they'll win you at games later on. You know, some more complicated reads. Just to have them out there. Just to have game reps with them out there. Yeah, I, I understand. And it's just frustrating to watch. Only the wheel routes work. Only the tight end cross work. <laughs> and you see Jair Shorter out there lining up by himself on the far side of the field. Yeah. And seeing no looks. You know, not giving him at least an opportunity to fight for the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, I I don't know what the what the decision making process was, and maybe they see that they had that. Uh, you know, it could be they had it. The coaches saw they had it, um, but Ani didn't see it. And maybe you know, like the, the they already had a play call. Maybe they're being extra conservative. It was already going to be an RPO, and that was not the read. Uh, and then the read was to make a give, and then he runs it, and and then you know he scores a touchdown or whatever. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, so I'm 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 being a little bit more, you know, hey, you know, let's let them whatever. I I do think there's a lot to the fact that North Texas was not as good as SMU, and we got to give them a little slack. This was one of the games that we thought was going to be a challenge. Yeah, we thought, all right, SMU is good, and you know, everybody else, we can beat a UTEP. We probably could beat a UNLV. Memphis is another sort of challenge because Memphis is the you know AAC squad. Sort of get another crack at it, right? I don't know if they're better that you know than than SMU just talent. I don't know. I'm not a big AC kind of guy right now. Uh, I'll have to be next time. But you know, it's at Memphis. It's on the road. I think that's another challenge. But you get like basically two weeks. UNLV. I don't think they're very good. They're not. They're not as talented. Uh, at worst, um, you know, they're evenly matched with North Texas, which I think is fine. Yeah, but. What? I think I think UNT left what two or three scores on the field. Yep. Um, due to turnovers or, or poor coaching or poor, poor play calling, um, but SMU made us look like an FCS team. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think while I do do believe that they're more talented than us, and obviously they have got a better coaching staff and game planning than than we do. I, I don't think it would have been it should have been a forty eight to ten difference. I I mean I agree that that's what I'm saying. I think they they blow us out. It looks something like our score against Utah, right? Like 31-13. I would have been like, all right, well that's fine. Or 31-17, 38-17, something like that. I would have been fine. They got to the 40s, and I mean like I said, they were just that one that one that was awful. We we scored the very next play. I think it was into the, the half. They throw it out wide. A little. Uh, I think Tom Herman called it a, a RPO look. I don't know. He throws it out left side. And it's a catch. It's a tackle in space opportunity. You have the sideline helping you, right? Make a tackle. You absolutely need to make that tackle, Deshaun Gaddy. You were, uh, I think he played that that little nickel or the spur before, which is more of a tackling role than it is a coverage role. And so you expect him to be able to make that. He didn't. Obviously, he's probably you know he probably got some good coaching about that you know in, in the days since. But that needs to happen. It didn't. That's a touchdown. Um they also had a couple other like just um long touchdowns. And so to 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 kind of respond to your right, should it have been 48-10? Were we that, you know, uh much behind them? Yeah. I don't know, right? Um sometimes the difference between, you know, a, a very good team and Alabama and the next tier is that they have guys that will turn a gain that should be 10 yards into 50. Um, so maybe that's what happened right there, right? Maybe that's all that was. Uh, maybe it was mistakes in that one time, right? Maybe it was a guy having a bad game and they picked on him, and otherwise we would have held them. Maybe, right? But I also saw Trey Siggers run for like 9 and 10-yard gains, you know, at a time against us. Uh, our, our defensive line... <coughs> got knocked backwards we couldn't deal with that tempo and that didn't really look good you know i don't know and looking at conference usa i saw um utsa throwing some hitch routes guys making catches turning it up field breaking tackles and making plays i saw their big ass tight end making a a circus catch over the middle and then i wonder how we are going to guard that because i'm like Who's our best coverage? Who's going to guard that guy, right? If we're not able to stop, 
you know, uh, the SMU squad, uh, will go ahead and concede the point and say, well, you know, UTSA doesn't have as talented rosters. Them. They still have talent, right? Uh, UAB still has some talent. Louisiana Tech still has Smoke Harris now in his 17th season playing college football. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's some dudes out there that can, they can score. I saw Louisiana Tech hit big gainers, long touchdowns against Missouri, which has, a, you know, an SEC talented defense, right? So, it, there there will be challenges in this league and whether it's well, we just made a mistake or whether it's we just got awful FCS level talent you know we have to adjust we have to you know account for these these realities um it, it's gonna be I, I know there's that 24 hour rule and it, it's been However many hours since the SMU game. Wait, tell me, I, no, no, uh, I don't play on a team, man. You know, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stew about it for forever. I will stew about it for 15 years if I so choose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I I'm still on about is Ani the right choice, and I, and I think we've seen an, enough. Right after all these years, we've seen enough of Ani. It's the same story that that we've been been seeing the last season, the season before that, where he's highly inaccurate. Um, can can only do certain things, and he's a good runner. He has, but he hasn't been reading um, the the field properly to keep it and, and and run. So that's been pretty frustrating. And and with the the way the offense is running through, in the past offense is running through Ani, is it's just the inside receivers and the tight ends. Uh, last game, ten of his fourteen uh, completions were to an inside receiver, whether that's um, uh, Jay Macklin, Jake Roberts. Uh, or Burns or Gums, yeah. the other tight end. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do take your point, right? Like he's part of the reason that we liked him was because his big arm and he can get it to the outside, right? He could throw it out there. He throws a nice deep ball, but if he's not throwing those deep balls, then you know what's the point of in and being able I, to, right? Yeah, and and are they not letting him throw those deep balls, or is he afraid to throw those deep balls? Lack of confidence in his own. Um, accuracy, I, I don't know. Yeah, that one's hard to tell because I know Seth Luttrell told us, right, back when we were uh, on the ground, shoe leather reporters, uh, that he was he wanted Mason Fine to throw it deeper uh, to, to you know, be more risky and, and willing to risk an interception. You know, like throw it down the field, let's be aggressive. So we know at least at one point in his life, Seth Luttrell thought that that was a good idea. Uh, whether or not he's telling Austin Ani these things, I don't know. Um yeah, and and that's what I liked about Ani is that he was a gunslinger, you know, throw it down the field, throw <laughs> it down the field, and so was Jason Bean, and and I like that that about him, that that confidence, willingness to um, exploit defenses and make mistakes, and, and sure he, he was inaccurate, but he was at least still pushing, 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 um, and that's what you want, you know, somebody that's aggressive, and that I I feel that that's been either removed, taken off the table, or or there's a uh, some other issue happening there that we're not able to to go down the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to discredit uh, SMU's defense. It could be that they knew that was an opportunity, and they are like, we know that what we know their offense, we know what they're looking for, and so we're, let's take that away. We know that they want us to cheat on the run game, and so we'll stay with two high safeties. And if they want to beat us, if they want to RPO us to death, let's see if Austin Ani can can uh, dink and dunk his way down the field. They don't think he can, and they are right. You know, so I I think I didn't always I wasn't paying that close of attention because I was in the stands. I didn't always look at the at the defense, uh, the defensive looks a lot, but I think everybody kind of knows the RPO game well enough that you know who the uh, conflict defender is gonna be. Uh, you know, in a given look, you're like, all right, they're probably gonna make our this guy the dude. Do me a favor against Asanani, just just cheat back, make him hand the ball off, and then we'll go. You know, we'll we'll play from there. Or they're like, you know what? We'll we'll do this, but let's let's make him throw the tough one. Let's make him throw this post cuz we don't think he can do it all that often. And again, if that's the case, they're right. There's a lot of times he missed behind high, you know. Um and that's how you throw interceptions and they and they ended up getting those. Um or they don't believe in our receivers, right? And like Farquez Gums had a couple catches, but he had that drop in the first uh I think on the first drive or something like that. Basically, I think they don't think that we can drive, we can execute our offense well enough that 
dinking and dunking all the way down the field. 11, 12 play drives is in our is in our uh, uh, area of uh, uh, of accomplishment. You know what I mean? They don't they don't think that's possible, and so they're like, well, let's see him. Let's see him drive. You know, fifteen plays, ninety nine yards, and you know, let's see Ani not only hit uh, one uh, tight window, but let's hit him. Let's see him do it four or five times on this drive. You know what I mean? I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> And I mean, so they, I think they, they, they agree with you. They're like, yeah, we know this guy. We know what he does. <laughs> uh, I mean, so like, here's the thing, right? We, he threw an interception. Uh, and then there was also in, in this game, he almost threw an interception or did they call it? I can't remember. If they call it an interception where he floated it. Jake Roberts like touched it, got hit as he was, uh, uh, about to catch it. And then the ball, I think it got intercepted. It was like early in the game. Yeah. That, that was an interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Against UTEP. He did something similar. Like, you call it, like, flicking the ball. You said he flicks the ball. He just flicks it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he floated it to Robertson in that UTEP game. Somebody tipped the ball, and the ball floated to Roberts. He caught it. It was a touchdown, right? And again, that was UTEP. It's UTEP-type defense. Uh, SMU, um, you know, they took advantage of it. I said that was nearly an interception. And as for as much credit you want to give the guy for the result in the UTEP game, right, three touchdowns, no interceptions, that's when I was like, ah, uh, you know, you're talking about the process. The process there was, that was risky, man. It almost got picked. Uh, in this one, I thought it was a similar kind of thing. It was just like, a, hey, throw it up there in double coverage. Um, and there was another risky throw, questionable throw in my mind. He was rolling out left. It was in, I think, the third quarter. And then he was, or the second quarter, he was like, uh, he's telling Jair Shorter to, to bend his run, to, uh, you know, basically run to the flag, right? He's like pointing, pointing, and then he throws it into triple coverage, and it was a bad throw, and also there was a pass interference. So he got bailed out on that one, but I was like, he was not leading him anywhere. There was nowhere to throw that ball. He just, you know, throw that ball out of bounds, actually, because there was, it was triple coverage. Now, maybe like, oh, he's trusting his receiver. He just, you know, I don't know about that throw, man. I would have rather him just make tuck. a play. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, so... You know, like that, that's probably an interception on another day where there's not an intercept, uh, not interference. We don't get bailed out by the call. You know, I don't know. And then also maybe one time out of 10, that's a catch by Jerry Shorter. And you're like, oh, wow, look at him trusting his, his teammate, letting him go up and make a play. What an amazing throw. You know, you can't always judge a result. Sometimes it's process, right? Yeah, and and, uh, and that reminds me of a comment that I wanted to make when uh, UNT was lining up in that wildcat that if, if that wildcat worked, because it, it threw SMU off guard, right? Right the first time. So SMU calls the timeout and then they bring it back out. I'm like, no, what is going on? It just felt wrong. And and <laughs> if if he would have scored on that wildcat run, then he, you know, call Seth Luttrell a genius, aggressive, yeah. you know, uh, does what he wants, is able to do what he wants, um, but it failed. Horribly, and it was just another added complaint about um, what he tries to do. Yeah, I don't really blame the thinking there. It was clearly execution, and I mean, again, that's what what happens, right? If you give, it's if I give Steph Curry ten shots, wide open shots from the corner, he's gonna make them, right? You know, like maybe one time I give him, leave him wide open, he misses. Am I a genius? No, I left the I left the uh, the all time best three point shooter wide open, um, and if I give him more opportunities to do it, he's gonna make them right. So similarly, the other way around, right? If you um, are not that great at executing offense, if you have to execute it a lot, you know, uh, you're probably gonna make a mistake. And I think we are more that than we are Steph Curry. Right. Yeah, I agree, and and it's kind of like um, another analogy is is you know why don't we see Ani under center on a on a short yardage play like that? Well, they probably never ever ever practice yeah. uh, those kinds of plays. He's either in in shotgun or pistol formation, and that's that's what they are. They're in, they're not under center. Yeah, so it, it's fine to me. Like you know, you have to make choices. I'm fine with them choosing these things, um, but I mean, you want. The end result to to work, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, that, confidence that it'll work. Like for all this about process, like you want the process to lead to a lot of results, and 
a lot of the results have been like for all the praise we got for winning five straight, there was still a losing season, you know, uh, a losing team, a losing uh, record team yes, last season, right? Uh, and, you know, for all the, the praise or whatever you want to give them for the UTEP win or whatever, they were 1-0 over a very bad team, a team that was ready to lose that game. Uh, like we looked like UTEP, uh, but to SMU last week where, you know, maybe whatever good we did, we were always going to mess it up. You know, that's what it felt like. Uh, where UTEP, I was never scared of them uh, just because I'm like, you know, they're going to mess it up somehow. And they missed a couple field goals and they throw an interception. They fumble. There's a lot of leeway there. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I'm disappointed that we lost again to SMU and that they don't, they don't even get excited enough to, to hate us. They're just like, you know, we're going to beat them. It's going to be great. We'll leave at halftime. Mm, I'll, wear my, I'll wear my good Dallas Cowboys polo. Um, all right, so Texas Southern coming up. Uh, like I said, to me, this should be a win, right? It should be a pick your score, pick your stats. Uh, you can, especially given the talent we have on this team, you can pick a, like three running backs and say, you're going to get 150 yards, you're going to get 112, and you're going to get, uh, you know, 75. You know what I mean? And that's that's going to be the stat line, and we just want to see crisp execu- execution the whole way. Yeah, we'll have more wiggle room for mistakes and and keep, um, you know, shaking the dust off, the rust off, and forget about about the SMU game. Uh, I have no worries about about the matchup with with uh, Texas Southern. I do want to point out some of the some of the games that happened this past week. <laughs> you know, FIU barely beating Bryant. There's a team. There's a school called Bryant. Yeah, I, that I think I was in. Was it, that happened Thursday, right? It was a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, so I was in Columbia, and I met the dude that, that does uh, Go Tech, Please Don't Die. Okay. Cool, cool guy. And we were talking about that. And I was like, I don't, I didn't even know there was a Bryant. And I polled a random assortment of people. I was like, do you know where Bryant is? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, my friend Bryant? I was like, no, that's cool, you know. Nobody knows what that is. And where is I mean, it? I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to know. You didn't look it up. No, I'm I not going to look, look it up. up. I refuse. <laughs> All right, I'll look it up, but I won't tell you. Okay. It has to be like a community college, kind of. I mean, a, a JUCO college in Florida. That's what it is, right? Oh, it's a private university. Yeah, in, in Florida. No, you want me to tell you? Yes. It is in Smithfield. You ready for it? Yes. Rhode Island. What? <laughs> what is that? It looks pretty nice too. I'm sure it is. Well, <laughs> why did why did they go all the way down to Florida to play to my? Maybe they just wanted a trip to Miami. All right, so. Whatever, yeah, that one. We're not as bad as FIU. That that's I think that's firmly established. Yeah, or uh, Charlotte, who lost to William and Mary. So I know I don't know if everybody. If you go to, was it newsletter, newsletter, at cusareport dot com, I rank the conference USA teams. I'm trying to type with one hand, I don't have it. I don't have that ability. Um, I think the the post is called Final Countdown. Week one recap and power ranking, right? Um, I recapped all these CUSA games and all the whole thing. My power ranking is UTSA number one, defending champs, played a good team at home. They lost, but they showed they can compete. And, you know, it's a triple overtime game. By that point, you're just like luck and chance. UAB, they look very good, 59 nothing window, uh, winners uh, in that time. That's the kind of that's the kind of performance I'm looking for, Aldo. Is that UAB? They said we're gonna whoop them, right? Fifty nine points on them. That that shows your quality, and we're not gonna let them score. That shows your attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, and then like my third play, I have Western Kentucky. They're good. They went to Hawaii. They got a win. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, they're. I don't know. They're. I mean, they're Hawaii. I don't know how good. Hawaii yeah, Hawaii's is. not that good, but they showed that they can dominate a, a bad team. Louisiana Tech. They were. They were giving Missouri all they wanted, and I think some of that was Missouri coming out like, "Oh, we're gonna win at home." Forty-seven thousand fans, and then Louisiana Tech was like, "We're gonna play. We're gonna hit you with some big plays. Our defense is gonna tackle. Um, we're gonna make you do some things and make you like reach deep into the playbook and you know pull out some. You're gonna have to compete." Um, they got blown out late, and then their kicking game sucks. But I think we gotta look out for Louisiana Tech. FAU, uh, they they came back versus Ohio. 
They beat Charlotte, which is terrible. I think somebody ranked Charlotte like last in the nation, like 136th, and that's about right. Uh, then I put us. We're sixth. Then I got UTEP because, you know, you just kind of have to put them somewhere. Middle Tennessee, which is awful. They they got whooped up by James Madison. James Madison, yeah. Brand new Sunbelt School, and eesh, they just tore them up. And then Charlotte. Uh, you know they they were playing William and Mary. I think it was they were up in the mm-hmm. in the third, like in the third, we're whooping them. No, down in the fourth, and they just William and Mary just pulled away. Uh, I don't believe in Rice. I don't believe in Rice at all. And FIU is barely a program. That's it. We're better than FIU. We're better than Rice. We're better than Charlotte. Better than Middle. We showed we're better than UTEP. So we are at worst the sixth best team in CUSA. Right where we want them. <laughs> we got, I mean, the, unfortunately, there are only 11 teams, so we are the bottom half there, you know? <laughs> like, we're we're on the other side of it. Uh, I think if we finished as the third best team in this league, that would be an accomplishment. Like, finishing third place. Overall? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Like, because that's a stretch goal, right? I think default, just compete where we are, we're the sixth best team. But if we reach and we beat uh, like two teams better than us, right? Two teams that are better than us on paper, FAU, Louisiana Tech, I think that's an accomplishment, finishing fourth. If we finish, well, I thought you said third. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, third or fourth is what, as I'm getting at. It's like basically in that top four. You know what I mean? If, if we finish third, I'll be highly impressed. If we finish fourth, I, c- I can see that happening. I mean, and I think we we were chosen, we're picked preseason to finish about fourth or something like that. But um, I, I I don't know who was picking us that way. That that's me. That's my ranking. You can go look at it. I'm gonna make people pay to for my takes on Conference USA now <laughs> uh, before I shut that side down. But you know, there you go. So looking at this run of game, the rest of September, Texas Southern, Nevada, Las Vegas. By the way, did you did you get tickets to Vegas? Are you gonna go? No, I keep waffling on it. I want to go. I looked at it, and uh, it's like $1,000. I fly all my family down there and stay in a hotel that I've never heard of and fly on some airlines that will sh- assuredly cancel my flight, probably mid-flight. That's probably, they'll be like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to land yeah, right like, here. You know, frontier and spirit, you know what I mean? I think it's like the, uh, I've been watching a lot of Hotel Transylvania because they have children. That Gremlin Airlines, I feel like they'll do like that. Uh, United will just drag you off the plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally at Memphis. I think I want to drive down to Memphis because I'm in the mid, I'm a Midwestern now. Uh, you know, just a short drive away. I'll go down there and I'm going to watch that game. So I, I can commit to Memphis, can't commit to UNLV, and I'm not flying down again for Texas Southern. What do you think? Run of games. Three games. Are we going 3 now? Three no. Uh, I'm gonna go two and one. Who are we losing to? Memphis. Uh, Memphis. Yeah, I can see the Memphis game. Are they really good? I haven't followed Memphis so far. Have you seen? Them? Uh, I'm going more about brand than anything else. I mean, Memphis is always not always, but has been recently bringing in good teams. Yeah, I mean, I I know what you're saying. They've been they've been better and they've been very good and like you know national news kind of worthy a lot more recently than we have. So I I do see what you're saying. But consider this: UTSA was 11 and 0 and we whooped them, right? They were nationally ranked and we whooped them. They know, you know. That's how we do. <laughs> uh, all right. So October looks like this: FAU, Louisiana Tech, UTSA, Western Kentucky. That's a tough stretch. FAU talented. Not very good. They'll give you some opportunities. Louisiana Tech, talented. They have a terrible t- kicking game. They'll give you some opportunities. That's at home. At UTSA, at Western Kentucky, those games will be tough. Tyson Helton is a very good coach. UTSA will want some revenge, and it is a loud uh, uh, dome there. I, I don't know. It depends on what happens with UTSA season. Um, if they start losing a bunch of games, um, you know, not getting some of the magic that I think uh, they had last year, that UTSA fan base would be like, let's go watch something else. Um, yeah, but that's how it goes. So I'm looking up, uh, as you're talking, I'm looking up Memphis, and I'm feeling a little bit better. Oh, yeah? Are they like 0-2 and, and they had lost of two FCS teams? Because if that's the case, then I'll feel better. 
They've only played one game, I believe, and I'm struggling to find them the last game they played. But um, they played Mississippi State. They lost forty nine to twenty three. They played Navy on Saturday. Navy, Navy's always a weird opponent. It's hard to judge. Yeah, it's hard to judge how you play against Navy. Uh, I think it's more about discipline. Discipline, but you usually have like a physical, like an athlete advantage against the Navy against the Army. Uh, I, I think Seth the Trail got caught saying that. He's like, "Look, we're we're faster than them. We're stronger than them. We're better than them." Um, you know, even though I respect their service or whatever he had to say about Army West Point. Um, you know, so we look at our wounds a little bit. I think uh, Greg, you know, friend of the show, uh, sometime contributor says, uh, "No need to be football sad." I mean, you know, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that. I think Don't tell me how to feel, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I will feel football sad if I feel like feeling football sad. And a, a lot of this is because, like we said, these dudes could have played better. The team could have played better. Coach could have coached better. And, you know, I'm a little annoyed. I, I totally understand. Everybody's like, man, we've seen this show already. You're just doing the same thing. Let's get a little different in here, right? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I've been watching Phil Bennett on the sidelines. He's talking to... Um, Tahada, I think yeah. his name is. Uh, yeah. he, he he was beat pretty bad on a couple of plays, and he's out there, uh, you know, hey, what are you doing out there? This is not what you're supposed to do. And then telling him, all right, you know, you're doing all right, this and that, yeah. coaching him, you know, tough love kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been nice seeing him out there being a coach. And then you watch Seth Latrell, and he's doing the Latrell walk up and down the sidelines, <laughs> uh, head down, adjust the pants, adjust the arm folding, shake his head, adjust the arm fold again. You know, I don't know. the job. <laughs> My wife says he resembles Wreck-It Ralph. So she's like, how's Wreck-It Ralph out there? I'm like, that's that's unfair to I him. I can't unsee that. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I was like, oh, well, I guess you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I want to see I want to see him do better. I want to see him dominate. I think you win with the run game in these next three games. Uh, it's the same thing. It's It's the same plan of action. That's what I expect to see. If you want to uh, look, I said this last year. If you want to swap out the quarterback, do it, do it. But know that this is it. You can't go back to Ani anymore, right? This is his last season. It's over with, and so you got to you have to make the decision. That's why it's a weighty decision. He needs to be a detriment to the team for you to swap him out. He can't be just like, well, maybe this is a slightly like two percent better option in Grant Gannell. It can't be just that. It's over. You're making a big move here, right? Austin Ani is not only the starting quarterback, but he's like the source of all the, you know, that's like the narratives and all. That's what you're selling. So there's more to it than just that. You're gonna lose some, some alumni. You're gonna lose, you know. I mean, you're gonna you're losing a lot of goodwill with it. Now, whether or not it's justified, you, you still are. So it has to be a clear win, right? A clear upgrade. I don't know that Gunnell is that. Maybe he is, um, but I definitely do want to see some Gunnell playing time, right? He got to yeah, yeah. I want to be able to give them both Ani and whoever the QB two is. In this case, I guess Gunnell, um, some confidence out there where you're calling plays that you want to test out against that that team. Go deep and and get a feel for the for the game out, especially because a, a guy like Gunnell hasn't had. Um, game time in a while and yeah. we threw him out into the wolves basically <laughs> last week and he, and he got had some jitters I, I yeah he, totally forget, he, he forgot what size shoes he's wearing he's like oh man trip <laughs> blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> uh, but he was throwing some crisp passes out there and i'd like to see what, on the sideline <laughs> I mean, to the, to they were still crisp. <laughs> all right they were still crisp he wasn't flicking it that's what it was on <laughs> I mean, yeah, he doesn't have like because he's super. T- By the way, I found out. I don't know if you saw this in the in the Slack that that kicker is six foot nine. That dude, my goodness, because <laughs> he it looked it looked. I was like, what is this? A created player out here? You can't have a created player out here. Yeah, he looked like a an adult, and everybody else on the field looked like children. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those. Uh, what is it? Like Andy Reid when he was like nine years old, and he was like <laughs> yes. six feet tall. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked yeah. like. All right, so, <laughs> um. So my kid joined me. She's here. She's angrily staring at the podcast. 
She's not excited about Mean Green football. Uh, she doesn't like the direction this program's going either. She's football sad. Yeah. Um, which is, hey, the direction was to not be football sad. Can you say go Mean Green? Go Mean Green. There you go. Super cute. Um, all right, so uh, chin up, fellas. We're all right. We'll uh, we'll whoop up on Southern Texas Southern. And here's the thing: if we don't, then like, yeah, then we'll just we'll we'll call Seth the troll into the office. And be like, you know, it was a good run. We had some good times, right? Give him a whiskey, give him a couple tickets to a NASCAR event. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, this is gonna be it, buddy. Uh, you know, <laughs> give him tickets <laughs> to the next game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, yo, you might want to get there early because I don't know if that parking pass is going to work. We've <laughs> had some trouble with it. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, like, you know, you got to win that one. That's just the should and, you know, whatever. That's the nature of the game. You know, like, uh, Brent Venables was taking on UTEP. Everybody's like, look, we're going to whoop up on UTEP, right? This is what's going to happen. And if he got beat, then you're like, oh, we got Scott Frost over here. You know what I mean? We made a, a terrible mistake. Uh UNLV, Memphis, if we split those two games, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. And we'll come out of September. One, two, three, and two. You know? Three and two is not bad out of September. And we'll be one and oh in conference. And that is not terrible. And then 10 1, 10 15. We got a little bye week in there, I think. I hopefully I have the schedule right. Um, Florida Atlantic, Louisiana Tech. Those are the two teams I think are slightly better than us, but not out of reach better than us, right? So we should win those games. That's the real test in my mind for Seth Luttrell. After that, we got at UTSA. It's a tough game. We expected to lose that one. At West Kentucky, a team a little bit out of reach. Good, but beatable. But then you throw in the added fact it's on the road, whatever. Home against FIU, we should win that game. That is akin to Texas Southern and to me. You know, again, it's another one of those games. You call them in. Say, look. Did you see that? Do you know where Bryant College is? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Bryant College. I think they had some Hogwarts people out there. And they were, you know, they were giving FAU trouble. You should not be having trouble with this stuff. You know what I mean? So, again, you can give them tickets to the Rice game. Uh, at UAB, that's a tough one. Expected to lose that one. If they lose that one, I'm not going to really be upset. And then Rice. We should beat Rice, although that one's a tougher one because Rice, that 11-26 game, you know. They always give us trouble. Yeah, that's always a weird one, that one. Like, whoever we play at that week. If it's Rice, it's like UTEP. Um, yeah, just it's always a weird game. So, you know, you account for that, but you should beat a Rice. You should do it. That's a test of your coaching abilities. Can you keep everybody focused? Can you, you know, is it a test of your culture? Can everybody still do hard work? It's easy to get excited and talk about hard work when you just do fall camp and you're beating up on Texas Southern. It's, you know... It tells you something when it's in November and everybody's hurt and tired and you've had, you know, to turn in your essay or whatever it is that you do nowadays. <laughs> Back in my day, you had to print those things out, you know, walk up to the front of the class. Now you submit them online or something, you know? <laughs> I remember I had to do, I, I used the typewriter in high school. They, yeah, I, uh, I remember, uh, I'm sure there's at least one guy listening to this podcast that had to, like, handwrite his essays, you know, <laughs> back in 1948. Um, papyrus. <laughs> yeah. Thought he had Hammer. to make himself. <laughs> had a chisel, you know? <laughs> so that that's how I see the rest of the season going. And we'll talk about it. We'll rehash some of this stuff as we get going through it. We expect to win next week. I expect this voice thing to go. It's super. I walked in home, right? And then all of a sudden, I smelled like the flowers my wife had on the table there because they were trying to be those kind of people that put flowers on the table regularly. And I, I my my kid was like, something smells awful in here. And I was like, yes, it does. It's that flowers. And I got closer to it. My eyes immediately watered. And then, you know, I just... So it's been pretty terrible since then. Um, can you say gum and green again? Gum and green. All right, there you go. It's super cute. Tiny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you want to see? Not uh, in. Uh, you won't say in Texas. It's Texas Southern uh, Week. What do you want to see in Texas? Top Southern? Gun. I haven't <laughs> seen Top Gun yet. <laughs> Top Gun is not bad. It is entertaining. Go see it in the theaters. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. I was talking about Tom Cruise real quick. He's a crazy person. Like I wouldn't be friends with him. I wouldn't like 
you know, he was like, you want to come to to Scientology class with me? I'm like, I'm good. No thanks. But I respect his craziness because he puts it all, like he's going to 100% go all out to entertain us. And I respect it. If Tom Cruise is in anything, I'll go see it because I know, you know what? I'm not going to get a half-ass effort from Tom Cruise, you know? Like, whatever it is. When it was uh, being Lestat, 100% being crazy vampire guy. I'll see it. I'll watch it. It's fine. Hey, can you say Gilman Green? Gilman Green. <laughs> there you go. Live in everybody's spirits up. Whole family in there. Yeah. Um. So you know, that that's it. That's I think what we all want at, at its base, right? You know, like we want these guys who are unpaid <laughs> to give it all they have. You know, hey kid, who doesn't get a uh, a living from this? Uh, can you give it everything you got? Can you be a little Tom Cruise crazy with it? You know. So, so to answer your question, I I want to see three hundred yards rushing by the by the team. Yeah. Um, I want to see. Can we break two hundred yards passing? You think? Uh, that'll be tough. Just if we're if we're killing it in a run game, right? But I want to see. Can we see sixty five percent completion? That's asking a lot. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I want to see on time, on target passing, and I want to see at least two touchdowns passing from this guy. I want to see some confidence. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's 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 the least, you know, a touchdown. I think he's gonna get a touchdown, and but you know, I don't want it to be like a cheap, you know, here's a play action, Roberts wide open over the middle, you know, that kind of thing. I yeah, want to see at see least good one, pass, yeah. like at least one throw, one big boy D one throw. You know what I mean? Uh, just. Like wow, there's nobody. Nobody else could get that except Jair Shorter. He put it in his hands. He basically caught it for him with as soft a touch as he could put on that pass. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shorter in the corner. I I, I will give him uh, credit for that pass to Tommy Bush against UTEP. That was a good pass. He also sport. he did it. He did a great pass to Jamori Macklin. Also, that was a great one mm-hmm. over the middle. I want to see Jam- more Jamori Macklin. I want to see more Tommy Bush. Um, yeah, you know, that's what I want to see. And a dominant Deshaun Gaddy performance, you know? Yes. No more touchdowns, Gaddy. <laughs> hey, maybe that's what he did. He just used them all up. Hey, <laughs> can you give me One a Gilman Green? Gilman Green. Yeah. Not as adorable as the other children, but, uh, you know. <laughs> she called well, me all my house is asleep. I cannot contribute. <laughs> Well, you can say it. You say it at the end of the show. And I think we're nearing the end of the show. Um, uh, apologies for the throat tickle I had earlier. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? My wife's trying to poison me with these flowers here. Uh, she knows I, as I get older, I'm allergic to everything. And I move slower. You know, that's what happens. Um, I mean, is there anything else that we want? What, what else is good about the about the, the event? I think there was a lot of negative on the North Texas Internet about what happened. I thought it was... Cool to acknowledge Jair Shorter making a catch for the first time in a long time. I thought tailgating was fun, even though it was hot. People were generous. It was nice, that kind of thing. The alumni pavilion yeah. was good. There was definitely a ton of energy, both yep. in the tailgating area um, and inside the stadium when you walked in. Mm-hmm. It felt electric. It felt like football season for the first time in a long time. <laughs> and everybody was enjoying it in the first quarter, the second quarter. Obviously, the energy kind of tapered a bit, a little bit after that. But it felt like a college football game. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, also, shout out to whoever it was that stopped me as I was looking. I was like, come on, follow me. I was very much a dad. Well, let's go, lady. Let's go follow Aldo. We're walking to a section, whatever. He goes like, Adam Martinez. BigGreenNation.com. And he, like, sort of gave me a half hug. Very drunk, but very much did recognize me. I didn't recognize him. I didn't know. I was like, this is somebody I know. I didn't know. I was like, hey, yeah, it's me, you know. Uh, so shout out to that guy. Uh, I don't even remember that happening. At, you were, like, you were a little heady. Somebody did that uh, to me. So there you go. Uh, good times. Uh, I don't know who you were. I apologize. Let me know who you were. Who you are, <laughs> and I will not acknowledge you on the next episode. Um, but yeah, good times. It was good seeing a lot of people, and I know I didn't see everybody. I know some people stayed home, and I'm looking at you, Danny. Uh, you know, shame. internet. Yeah, name and shame. 
and say, no, I'm going to stay home for this one. But he texts me about it. Uh, you know what? Let me let me read the text. What do you say about this one? This will be it. Uh, let me read it right here. Open it up. Browsing to it. You got to make the first game of the season. Yeah, that's what I was like. I mean, that's the one you have all the hope, right? Uh, just looking at the <laughs> schedule. Before it, before it dies. <laughs> yeah, it's looking more and more like a 5-7 and seven season this year. The two coin flip games could be the UNLV and Louisiana Tech games. If we're about to get those, then it's a little more respectable. Respectable seven and five. But even then, if we go to another bowl uh, and take an L, then I think Latrell gets set packing. There you go. Hot sports takes by friend of the show, Danny. Um, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, sure. I guess you know, like. In football, it's harder to fire the coach because of the recruiting thing. Like, you can't just rebuild like you can in basketball. You can't even, like, absorb like that transitionary season that you like you can in basketball. So you have to fire a coach or let a coach go with years on his contract. That just has to happen. And, um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's getting to the point in time where you're sort of running out of excuses if you're Seth. Uh, I think everybody likes him as a guy, you know. He's a cool guy. Maybe like weightlifting with him. I don't know. Wrestling. But, yeah. But, you know, I think sometimes it's time. And I don't think you make a move during the season. It has to be at the end. Um, but unless maybe also. Maybe you make it at the end of the season because he loses to Texas Southern. But I think you have to have that conversation, you know. Like you lose to Texas Southern. Again, really call him into the office. Give him a blue blue lot parking pass, you know. <laughs> You give them the look of, you know. <laughs> you know, I know. We won't even say anything, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so where are you moving, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kansas? Oh. Uh, so what's Muskogee like this time of year? You're going to get real comfy there, aren't you? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mingo Nation podcast. Thank you for listening to it. Thanks, Aldo, for staying up late. And, uh all that good stuff. Go Green. Go Green. <laughs>